The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terramina here, blogger of the Dragons, insider blogger of the Dragon, uh, the Inside the OA blog, and also one of the hosts of Between Terraminas on Orient Neighborhood Television. Um, you know, it feels weird. I'm the one that's introducing the title and not you. <laughs> I know. It's been, what, three weeks I've been doing the intro to the show, and mm-hmm. you get to do it again, dude. He's back. He's back in the studio. Finally. It's been a long while. It's been a long... Actually, it feels like it's been like two months. It feels like it does feel like a long time. The good mm-hmm. thing, though, is that we're lucky enough to be able to continue the show. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're home or I'm home or whatever, so that that's a blessing. Yes. And what are we dealing with right now, Sammy? So it's looking like, hey, it is February 1st. Yes. Restaurants are opening up a little bit, right? Bars are opening Bars up. and such, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um... Owen TV is opening yep, up ONTV this week. Up this week, we right? got Others, the fish drive, the food drive. Oh food yeah, drive. let's let's talk about it. Food drive starts today. It's February first through the fifth. Um, it's a GoFundMe charity uh, fund drive mm-hmm. and a pledge show all in one. So if you go to OrionOnTV.org, click on the donate button and help out our food pantry here in Lake Orion. But it also serves Oxford, Addison, and Oakland Township. So it's mm-hmm. not just Lake Orion. Well, then also special treat. Thursday night, you and me get to go on. Yes, so uh, Sammy and I will be hosting. So all week long, we've got a live Mm -hmm. element to the food drive from Mm -hmm. 7 to 9 p.m. uh, Starting tonight, the 1st, and Thursday is sports night. So Sam's in, and the two of us will be on camera uh, (laughs) reminiscing, talking OAA, talking basketball preview for guys and girls again. Of Mm -hmm. course, those who listen to the podcast like we did last week. Mm-hmm. We already did kind of the uh, the we girls. We kind of did a little bit of the girls. We'll... I want to go more in depth today on that. Okay, that's um, great. Also, we got to boys. Some more, we'll go more in depth, talk about that. Yep. Um, it, it, there's it, a lot of little things going on. A lot on. of little things going on. Um, pretty much the big... Um, the big Here, the I'll big, do this just noodle. for fun. I want to go... Uh... Pretty much the big noodle's been all week. Of course, you've seen... Everything going on this whole week, the um, let him play protests, um, the what everything's been going on surrounding the four contact sports that are still banned for about twenty days now. Apparently, um, <laughs> my opinion. Yep, that's mine too. <laughs> um, some interesting news developments we talked about last week. Of course, the new um. MDHHS director. Yes. And, and Elizabeth Hertel, of course, she played her tennis at Rockford. Um, and some really interesting news from the MHA executive director, Mark Gill. Yeah, he had a press conference. He uh, did. He doesn't do that that often. No, he doesn't. And, you and know, it was good to hear from him. It was good to hear from him. Um, I mean, like, explaining the tr- more transparency between the MDHHS and, of course, um, and the MHA, which... He said there was it was more transparent. A little bit better. A little, little bit better. Isn't that what we talked about last week? Yes. Why you, you set a date, sports are back. And also the out of the state it's announced that they're not. And the MHSA doesn't have a didn't hear about it until the press conference. Right. And that's and that's something that um and that's something that really infuriated a lot of people. And the fact yes. that the MHA heard about this at a um 
at a press conference, you know, at a press conference, you know, they weren't even consulted, and, you know, and that's what. Go, at least you'd send them an email. At least send them something. Give them a call. At least send them something. But then again, you know, this comes to another point, because now you have a new MDHS director. Yep. Um, I'm suspecting, and I'm suspecting this now, I'm, I'm, this is totally opinionated. I think Robert Gordon was was in this all along. I think he was the one that, I think he was the one that, because he signed this current order. Okay. It wasn't her tell that signed the current order. Because the reason why I suspect it's Gordon, and I, I just think Gordon has it out for some people. I think, I think he does. I don't think people have anything out for others. You can't operate that way. No. Especially in the positions they have up in Lansing, mm-hmm. right? But um, it, and I get safety, health, right. But there's a lot of things impacted by this, not businesses, but students, families, school districts, the whole bit, right? There's a lot of people impacted. Mm-hmm. And for us, we agree completely that you got transparency and communication. Yep. That's where we agree on. Where's the transparency? Where's the communication? Yeah. And I think when you look it, at the situation, how it's unfolded is – with Governor, I mean, like with um the MD, with the um with the new MDHS director in place, you know, maybe something, maybe they can get this order yes taken off early. Maybe they could do that, or you know at least I mean? have or a discussion have about a discussion it. about it. And that's the thing that they've been having is discussions. I mean, you look at of course the um the rally that happened on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like we're gonna go more in depth around that. Some big names, the big uh... names that were there. I mean, like, and I think that's a huge, huge. And you got basketball coaches that are, I mean, you got basketball coaches like Tom Izzo, Greg Campy have, have spoken about this. You look at Andre Risen. Andre Risen showed and up. There were some other names. Darren too. McCarty from the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. I mean, like he was, he was, he showed up. I mean, like to me, this is more, you know, playing these contact sports. You know, this is more. I mean, in Michigan, you talk. Everybody knows football is a big thing here in Michigan. But you look at basketball is a huge thing here in Michigan. You look at, of course, um, you look at, obviously, hockey starting to become huge in Michigan. Um, and the fact that these are your two main sports, your two main moneymakers in the winter that are taken away, you know, then, yeah. you know, what does this open up? I mean, like. Yeah, and, you know, mo- to, to, to steal your phrase, moving forward, mm-hmm. what, um. I mean, where do we go? We got to wait until what was it, the twenty first? Twenty first. Twenty first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I can't imagine them kicking the can. So, everybody has heard us uh, talk about this. Mm-hmm. Here's some new wrinkles to the equation that, um, or I shouldn't say wrinkles, but information. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of our listeners know, uh, but Clarkston Schools went back to school. With everyone. I think that's a little dangerous. Right? We want to be open, but mm-hmm. that but that's happened. We want to be open, that yes. That happened on February 1st today. To me, to me, I think that's dangerous because of, I'm not being mean to you, but if you, but having the. Well, I'm op- not encouraging it. No, but <laughs> because now you're opening up, I think it's dangerous. I, so do I. And it's like, we want, so what was working? The full hybrid model. The hybrid models, people, you know, we're kind of in the groove. I think kids a lot, in, a lot kids of school out. districts are right now in hybrid. You're, you're in hybrid. You're in the groove. It's something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, elementary schools were 
we, we saw they, they might have been in a little bit more. But if we're talking high school, right, mm-hmm. hybrid models seem to be working okay. It's not the most ideal. No. Not a lot of parents don't like it. The teachers don't like teachers it. They want people. Yeah. They want kids I get in. It. I get but it. if we want sports to happen, and you're going to have a, Clarkson High School, one of the largest, if not the largest. Graham in, Blank will have a debate about that. Well, population-wise, mm-hmm. in Oakland County, mm-hmm. right? It's right there. And now you're going to have them 36 kids to a classroom, no social distancing, masks, great. They're also holding lunch hours. Where do they all go? I don't know. Right? They, uh, I mean, like, I don't know. You're and... just playing with some. All it takes is one outbreak, and everybody looks at it and says, see, we can't do this safely. Sports are done. And, you know, they'll, they'll cram it down. Or the athletes at Clarkston are going to be held out. Mm-hmm. This is what I don't understand. Because... <laughs> you look at, and the fact you got restaurants, bars, casinos opening up. Yeah. And you can't put kids on a basketball court. You can't put kids on a basketball court at a hockey rink, a wrestling mat, which can be cleaned. Yeah. Um, and you can't. And I, I guess it, so. Coming coming from the Clarkston side of things is mm-hmm. that uh, they're following. Um, what was it? Uh, Oakland County Health Department mm-hmm. um, rules and regs, and they said, "Hey, they got masks on. Everybody can come back." That's dangerous. I think so. Mm-hmm. Especially when what did we hear from MSU just yeah. over the weekend? Just over the weekend, they are extending, restricting, restricting. They are locking. locking I don't know, I say they're locking everybody they're not up. Locking in, anybody up. No. They're not locking in the dorms, but they are restricting movement. You can leave your dorms to uh, go to the cafeterias to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Basically, your suite mate can come and visit you, but everybody else is said, stay in your rooms. Mm-hmm. And U of M, everybody home. Don't even bother. Stay home. And that's the thing. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, like, I get there's a, the variant is here in the state, the UK variant. UK. Yeah, and you set me straight. So we had a chat before we went on the air, as we always do, and my wife teaches in Clarkston. Mm-hmm. And so I'm nervous about that. We want to open up here. We're a little nervous about that. Make sure that you guys are healthy. We are healthy here. We don't want any of our buddies to get sick. We don't want you to get sick. I don't want to get sick. And then we're, you know, we have the what was it? The Brazilian, Brazilian, and the South African, and the South African. Now we heard. I thought one of those was in the state, but you corrected me. I correct you. It's it not. is in South Carolina. South Carolina. Yep. And that's what's concerning some people. Mm-hmm. But the vaccines are coming. Right? Right. The good thing, my wife gets, she's a teacher, Mm -hmm. she gets her vaccine this Friday. That's good. Right? So, let's get those shots, man. I mean, we get shots, we're not even talking about this. No, we're not even talking about this. Right? We're talking sports all day. We're talking sports all day, and we're going crazy about what happened over, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the big game. Yeah. And, I don't know. I'm, we're almost at a year talking about this junk, Sam. I know, I know, and it's. It's tough to see, and it's it's tough. I'm glad you're here because it's easier to vent. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. I've been venting uh, about a, it for uh, about almost a two, about a couple weeks yeah, now. Yeah, well, I I believe it, but it's like, ugh, mm-hmm. gosh. I just... But the thing of the matter is this: is what I understand is you got 38 of the 50 states are playing. That I didn't know until you mentioned that last week. They're playing. Yeah, I mean, like you got a couple sports that are open, a couple states that are opening up, like Illinois. Is opening up sports. I mean, like, um, New York is opening up sports. And they have Democratic governors. Yes. Um, and that that statistic last week blew my mind mm-hmm. when you threw that out there. 
I did. Ha- I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you follow sports. You're the expert. I'm just the Ed McMahon sitting here going, uh huh, uh huh, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the? Oh, so my brother-in-law is a college coach mm-hmm. uh, at a uh, uh, MIAA school, mm-hmm. and uh, baseball and football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to him about what you were saying about the AAU thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, where he's located, he's not too far from Ohio. So Toledo is right. just like the the, right. the largest city, you know, right. or uh, Toledo. Place, yep. Toledo. Mm-hmm. They go across the border. And so we were talking over the weekend and we said, hey, what about this AAU stuff? Because uh, my nephew plays basketball. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, he goes, not so much AAU, but in Ohio, they're setting up leagues. They're setting up other things. Mm-hmm. And kids are crossing the border to go to Ohio to play or practice. And he said it's a completely different world down there. Do I agree with it? No, but it does affirm what you're saying, that kids are crossing the border to play. And that's the thing. I know Mark Gill did make mention of that. and It's happening. It's happening. And they're coming back. And they're coming back. You know, there is concern about that. (laughs) But when you look at the situation that's been going on now, for me, this is a lose-lose situation for Governor Gretchen Whitmer because, and I'll tell you why about this, but I'll, but I'll tell you that in a couple minutes. But when you look at the people crossing, the, crossing the, the border, and the fact is, you know, if the MHA were not to have a season, then you open up Pandora's box, you're going to open up lawsuits, you're going to open up, and it's going to be bad. I mean, like, he got mental health involved in this. I yes. mean, like, and the fact of the matter is now you look at Indiana, Ohio, these two states really haven't really, you know, they've been open for a long time. You know, they, they yeah. can have these sports. You know what I mean? You look at you look at Indiana. They're having the entire NCAA men's basketball championship there. <laughs> yes. And I mean, we've seen how that's been going, you know, with the uh, men's basketball. How many games have been canceled? It's been a lot. And, and with COVID, when you try to bounce back, uh, not that uh, my Spartans are anything to write home about. I think they're uh, they're not that good. But they have been impacted. Look at Nebraska. Michigan's been impacted. Michigan's been. And at the worst time, it seems like they've bounced back nicely. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, I, I just see it as like a crap roll. You're rolling the dice just to see what's going to happen. And they were talking about a bubble in the NCAA down in Indiana. It's like. They're guessing, man. They're it's guessing. it's all well, sure. You know, but I then, mean, but it's worked in the NBA, it's working in the NHL. It, I mean, you yes. can have testing, you're gonna have testing Correct. there for sure. I mean like They also have billions at their disposal. That is true. <laughs> I mean, that is true. But I, I mean, see Sammy, I see what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. like but you know, it's to me it comes down to vaccine, vaccine. Mm-hmm. If you can get that out. And but the problem is like if you can if you can keep the teachers safe. The parents safe, grandma and grandpa safe. The coaches, the yeah, coaches, the eighties exactly. Then when you play, if you're seeing that you know the younger ages, just like we said, the college age, what was it, uh, fourteen to twenty-two, mm-hmm. aren't as highly impacted. No, then you, everybody around them, if they're safe and they're you know uh, in their bubble with the COVID vaccine, then right. why why can't we just say hey? Let's well, get yeah. this thing kicking. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing we got to look at. Obviously, is um, you know, you got to look at obviously what's been going on is, and then you look at of course the um, 
the rally that occurred this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was people were saying that it was heavily attended. There was a lot of people there. I heard almost a thousand was there. Um, which and then you had some big names. Um, saying some powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. Um. Now the question comes, was the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services listening? Was Governor Whitmer listening? You know, they've had to hear that. and <laughs> They knew it was coming. I mean, these, mm-hmm. these organizations, the Let Them Play, has been vocal. Very vocal. Since uh, the start of the school year, just before when they announced, hey, we're delaying this thing, right? There's two, there were two OA teams that were represented at the Let Them Play on Saturday. Um, Troy's... Um, Boys basketball team was there. A couple of players, and, of course, Coach Gary Frolick was there. Um, And then also Seaholm's girls basketball program, the couple of players were there from that program. Um, So when you look at this movement, I mean, like, everything has been going on, Um, especially when you look at the big names. Um, And then, of course, you look at the committee hearings. When um, they had a couple of players speak out, I mean, like, I know a player from – I gotta remember. I gotta remember which which one. But I know he's had a powerful statement. Um, also, the a, a, a superintendent at Britain. Um, and she said a powerful statement as well. I mean, yeah. like you know, you look at these powerful statements. You know what I mean? That these kids are going through. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just it just breaks your heart for these kids that they're yeah. suffering through this. Well, I, I saw what was I on the uh, free press? I think it was. Mm-hmm. And there was a heartbreaking story about a hockey player from Mona Shores. I don't know if you came across this. I, did, I yeah, I think did I heard about see that. This? As yes. a, it was. I saw the headline, and I was like, okay, this is right what we're talking about. And um, it's a hockey family. Hockey family. Yep. And uh, the the oldest son who was a hockey player who was battling mental health issues. And was on the varsity team, made it work, worked his butt off to get there. His brother is an up and coming goalie, played, uh, you know, um, what's the, I, I don't, I'm not a big hockey, but what's like the, goalie, yep. he's a goalie, very talented, decided instead of doing travel or the Bad, OAHL travel, yep. or whatever it is, those guys yep. do, uh, mm-hmm. uh, hockey's a whole different, hockey's a whole, whole different, different environment. Yeah. <laughs> but he came back to play with his Bro. brother. And when they announced the shutdown, it, it, it pushed him, and he took his own life. And so you, now you have a family here dealing with this, and they're, they are, I don't know how they did it. The strength of this family was just amazing. I to know they- To sit there and share this with the world, they're like, mental health is real. People that have issues are fighting for their lives. And those kids that can't play... To, that's their that's their that, outlet that's their outlet that's, that's their, their connection outlet. you know that's their connection i mean like you know it even motivates kids to go to school you know what i mean it's you know yeah. sports extracurricular activities they motivate people to go to school yep. and to see this you know to see this happen i mean <laughs> the going you know, talking about inside this article, there was also commentary, mm-hmm. right? And the question is, okay, and this goes back to what we've been talking about since the fall. Mm-hmm. How many cases 
of COVID have been transferred due to athletic events? Not a lot. We, not a lot. It, it, as far as we, we say not a lot because it hasn't been reported, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really getting out. And um, with that, we feel that it, it's okay that the systems are in place to prevent this or mm-hmm. at least mitigate it. The commentary inside that article that was very powerful is give us a list or a number of how many suicides there have been due to this, mm-hmm. due to the lockdown. They go, if the suicides are higher than the infection rate of the COVID side of things or the you know a, a death of a, a, a death of a here. student then, then you got a big problem then you yes it's beyond a problem it's like are they going to get sick and and pretend, you know get better or be mildly ill or lose their life mm-hmm. and i right? think so that is, was an interesting addition to that where, this is report where, on that this is where to me the problem lies because it's it's mental health Versus physical health. That's what it seems like. Because yeah. you look at, you look at, of course, the mental side of this, and you're seeing it. You know, you're looking at suicide. I mean, like suicide rates right now. I mean, like um, throughout the country, this has been going on. And yeah. across the world, across dude, the world, what do they say in Tokyo and Japan? They said there there have been more suicide than deaths cases. than COVID deaths. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's <laughs> how do you hard, wrap your head around? How this? do you explain this? You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? How do you explain this? I yeah. mean, there's gonna be people that are gonna be that. Are, I and I get why people are furious with Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. I think they're the furious with the whole state government. I go, absolutely. I go, there's we got the House and Senate up there, and you know the governor. Are they even talking? Are they, you know, is there any dialogue going on? No. because And, and it's like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm so sick of it. Sick of I it. am. I am, too. And here's the thing. Every press conference, I see Governor Gretchen Whitmer talk. I'm reading her. I'm reading. I'm reading her mind. I'm reading her. I'm, I'm reading her. And. Reading your mind. I'm, re- I'm serious. Or I'm it's like you're watching. You're just watching the way she delivers I'm the looked, information. I'm reading how she's delivering the information. Okay. Um. <laughs> And it, it, it's sickening. It is absolutely sickening to what I'm seeing. But you are right. Our legislatures have not have not even focused on these kids. No, and if the State of the State address was delivered last Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, right, you're right. I think Thursday. I think it was right. Thursday. Yeah, you're, right. You're, I right. Was, you're right. You're right. It's weird. I usually know when that's coming in because we record it. So I right. grabbed it. Watched some of it, and we repair, we we air it here in Lake Orion on our access channel. Well, I, we have to know what's going on, mm-hmm. and you know that's that address is more politics than policy. Usually, right? It's pat mm-hmm. your back. Hey, our administration's doing great. Blah blah blah. There's a moral responsibility if you're in government. There is a moral responsibility. Yeah. You know, like like let's say for example, if I want to go into politics, you know what I mean? That's one of my goals. Is want to be a politician? Really? Yes. And if if anybody in my in my district, you know what I mean, you know, takes their own life and all that, I feel morally responsible because as a as a politician, I think you know if you care for the people of the state, you know, if you care for the people of the state, you know, I mean, like 
you gotta view every you gotta be people you gotta be residents that's like you know if even if they voted for you or not voted for you yeah. you know you gotta take you gotta you gotta take care of them you gotta take care of them you know what I mean not only from a physical standpoint but from a mental standpoint and to me I, I just it. don't think our state government has done a very good job of doing that yeah and Sammy I can your frustration is fully on display I see it I hear it I get it I know and you know. I'm sick of games. You know, politicians need to stop playing games because, oh, Especially guess what? Especially with these kids. Yeah. And to what did I hear? They're going to, I can't remember, rumor has it, uh, you know, that uh, I think the House or Senate was going to pass legislation to prevent funding of schools if the governor didn't give up this power or something on COVID. I'm like, really, is that the best thing? You're going to threaten schools when, you know, and kids in the middle of all this? It's like, why don't you sit down and go, okay, what's the best for everybody and find a common ground? Find a common ground. That's what I say. Find a common ground. And get the the, the vaccine out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I know. I know. We always start off. Bad. I know. But it gets better. It gets better. You know what I mean? But it gets better. Hey, there is swimming happening. Yes, there there is. is. There is competition taking place. I still think. I still think Birmingham is the best in swimming right now. I still really? Think for the guys? Yeah, for the guys. I still think Birmingham. You know, look at Groves. You look at Seaholm. Um, and I'm just happy they're in the water. Meets are taking place. bowling taking place. Skiing taking place. Yes. This week, uh, I know Lake Orion High School, they got a dual meet coming up. They got a couple. They're really cramming those in still. Yeah, uh, I've got it. But, That's a lot but of meat. basically, but, but the main, it's happening. But the main four sports right now that aren't right now are basketball, cheerleading, and wrestling. Those are yes. big money makers, right? And hockey. And Those hockey. are big money makers right there. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm – and it's <laughs> funny because Governor Whitmer emailed me this week. Oh, yeah. So he did. Um, basically, it, this, it's basically the same stuff that – Is that or not? <laughs> yeah. But okay. – it's so, so you see, and Sammy, I'm glad you did, right? So mm-hmm. this is you exercising your right, right as a citizen to question your government. Yes. Right? And you received a response. I did. Um she said the pause on risk of high school on high risk activities that started shortly before Thanksgiving to reverse the fourfold increase has worked. So and I said I I mean like It did. We it s- did. It did, but and the, then, and then it says like because of these signs. Did she tell me about the B one one seven variant? We've talked about that already. Um, and she did that sport, and and she said like um this strain of the virus more easily. We talked about this. And, yeah, and it's did, more easily spread. Yeah, and then she said sports that require frequent closeness between players makes it more difficult to prevent disease transmission. We know this. We know about this. Um. And then the 42 outbreaks from August and September 2020. We know about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's nothing that, and she said, this is what she said to me, quote, I know that our student athletes and their families desperately want to get back to healthy physical activity and mental engagement that contact sports provide. That's why we must remain vigilant and do our part to keep our COVID-19 metrics moving in the right direction. Let us make sure that the sacrifice made over, that we made over the last year are not in vain. I urge all Michiganders to protect each other by avoiding gatherings, wearing masks properly, social distancing, and make a plan to get the vaccine when it becomes available to you. 
There's nothing in that letter that we haven't talked about. Nothing. We agree on nothing. Pre- no, I'd say we pretty much agree with this. I know. And we're not looking to change anything. I'm not looking to change anything. No. And I think that's the thing. But how did we how are we so safe when you can't put basketball players on a court? We but we were safe through the fall. We were safe through the fall. Yes, Thanksgiving had a spike. It mm-hmm. was addressed. It worked. Mhm. Now it's time to let them play. It's time. I don't want to get frustrated again. I know. We're not going <laughs> that route, but that's just but, but hey, that you know that activity in and of itself, you questioning your government is your right, mm-hmm. and you exercised it, and you got a response back. I'll say this: yes, it's more of a form letter than I was hoping it would be more personal. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this about uh, the Whitmer administration, at least from the big three, right? Yeah, Secretary of State, um, the governor. governor. Right and uh, and the attorney general. Right. Um, I have uh, family members who have been writing the governor um, since this whole thing began, including my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I will say more times than not, they've gotten personal personalized letters back. Mm-hmm. It didn't read like that. Some of them do. Yeah. But some of them don't. No. So I'll I'll say, kudos for responding. It's easy to ignore it. Right. They could just go, yep, because you know they're getting bombarded with stuff like oh this. Oh, my goodness. And right? They're under so much pressure. And, yes, maybe it's a form letter, but at least you're keeping them honest. You you are hitting them with those questions. You're going to make them answer, and you got them on record of what the policy I is. I got them or, on record now. Right? I got them on record. So you're going to get a response. If you don't like it, go to your local representative and say, hey, mm-hmm. what's going on? What can we do? And you get in their ear. They then... Can get in the government right, here, right? And okay, I'm done with it. I'm done with this. <laughs> but hey, Sammy, kudos, nice yep. job. Okay. Reached out to his government and got a response. Okay, now I'm done with this. I want to talk <laughs> basketball. All right, so um, on to sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. More. Yeah. Pontiac girls basketball team is officially disbanded after a after a tweet from athletic director Lee Montgomery. Um, this is this to me. I was very concerned about Pontiac's depth before the season started. Yes, but now you know they were forced to disband the season. Call off the season. They were forced to because they didn't have enough players, and you know it's it's really unfortunate because um you know I'm 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 pulling up blog right now and I'm and I'm and I'm looking at here from. Do we have any quotes from the coach? We or the AD? Yes, we do. We got plenty of we got plenty of quotes. Also, we got more breaking news as well. Um, <laughs> for volleyball, Kelly Pinner just retired yes. at Clarkston. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. That deserves um, that deserves a uh, mm-hmm. double hit. That was shocking. Mm-hmm. But we'll, let me talk Pontiac girls basketball first before we talk Clarkston volleyball. Yeah. Um, from the this is what Lee Montgomery said. Unfortunately, due to a lack of participation as a result of parental concerns regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, it is, un- it is necessary for us to cancel the girls' basketball season for this year. Although we are saddened not to be able to offer the program, our student safety is our top priority. We know, please, know to make sh- we, please know that our coaches will still be available to work on athlete strength, on strength and conditioning two times a week, and we look forward to coming back strong next season. Thank you and stay safe. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's not Pontiac. We know about the issues that they've had. 
with numbers. We've known about, especially in the girls' basketball side of things. It's, I mean, it's been ongoing. It's been ongoing. And this is, you know, and I'm, I'm sad for these girls. I'm sad, too. But uh, if they don't come out, it tells you that the families are concerned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Pontiac, uh, the city of Pontiac, got to watch out, right? I know. Um, you know, uh, people are being cautious. Uh, you, you can't fault the families for saying, okay, let's just call a timeout here. Mm-hmm. The good thing, I'm glad you added, or at least uh, you read it and we heard that the kids still have an outlet of some sort. There is still an outlet, yes. You can go practice. You can condition. Mm-hmm. So it's it's two two but days a week. You feel bad for the seniors though. You feel bad for those seniors over there. Yep. Um, I mean, I lived it, dude. My, I know you my did. My senior didn't get her shot. You know, her, know her you last uh, track season. I know you did. And um, it, it is it's very very painful. Mm-hmm. But to have the parents make that choice as opposed to others making the choice for us. You know, it says that it's, you know, it, it is a serious thing, and they are looking out for their family's health. Mm-hmm. It's a, my concern is, can they bounce back? I They've already limped along. Can they bounce back next year? That's a big question, especially when you look at the division they were in this year. You look at Farmington, you got um, Seaholme in there in that division as well. Those are the two top teams, obviously. The addition of Ferndale U, I don't know what that's going to bring. Yeah. Um, Ferndale. Um, Oak Park had a really good year last year. I mean, like, there's a lot of questions for yeah. Pontiac and Coach Christopher Wright and his team. There's a lot of questions with that team going forward. Um, now we got, now let's go back. Let's go. We got more breaking news, obviously. Yeah, I'll hit the, it again. This one hit me, man. I, that was, this was surprising. Kelly Penner retired at Clarkston for volleyball. Um, 18 years at Clarkston. Um, had a, um, Let's not forget they went back to state semifinals. Um, they were knocked out by a very good Birmingham Marion team. Um, she was 681, 124, and 23. Say that again. 681 wins. Yep, 124 and 23. 13 wow. league titles, 13 district titles, three regional titles, two final fours. Um, no state title in there. No. And Boy, did she have some good teams that should have won that state title. Well, remember... The two years she went to the state semifinals, of course, 2011, of course, I remember that game against Lake Orion, and then, of course, the Birmingham Marion loss. Um, she did write a really nice tweet. Um, okay. So I want to res- want your thoughts on this. Um, 18 seasons, 681-124-23, 13 league, 13 district, three regional, two final fours. None of, none of this compares to the hundreds of wonderful souls that have had have had the opportunity to coach and that passionate people that I've had the pleasure to coach with and against therein lies the championship. Goosebumps. That gave me goosebumps. She took over for Gordy Richardson in 2003. You know, Gordy Richardson used to coach volleyball. You see Gordy Richardson. Um, he's most famously for the Oakland County track meet middle school. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. He is the official for that the meet. The biggest uh, middle school track meet, I believe, in the country? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, great, great statement. I love it. It's funny how, it's funny how she took over the job. It's really funny. I mean, I guess Dan Fight, the athletic director at the time, um, legendary boys basketball coach there. Um, Asked her to take over the program, you know, basically, and she did. And 
18 years. Just out of the blue? Out of the blue. <laughs> 18 years. You know what? What does that tell you? And she's, she's coached some really great ladies. Hey, that, yes. I was lucky to call one of the games on Owen TV. It, I believe it was in 20, I think it was 2018. I called the game. Um, it was a Lake Orion Clarkson game. Shockingly went three games. Um, and I can't tell you. It was great, unbelievable. Great players. Great players. Yeah, great players come out of that program. You look at, like, Ali Malinowski is one of them. Um, she had a very good player. She were clear in the wiki. A lot of great players. Sending them off to D1 programs mm-hmm. in the Big Ten and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And D2 programs. I mean, there's she's sprinkled volleyball players all over the, this My country. Good. She's she's done a wonderful job. Yeah. I mean, she left behind a legacy that she's leaving behind a legacy at Clarkston, you know, you know, it's basically, you know, I get, I know that that championship eluded her, but, but she said it best. Therein with lies the championship, having the 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 relationships, relationships and, the bonds, yeah. the long playoff runs. I mean, like, and you hear that from coaches mm-hmm. all over the place, all over the place. I mean, Bellamy, yeah, Ron Bellamy, right? Uh, it's it's crazy. We're losing two legend. Is Bellamy a legend now? He won the title. They I guess. Title I guess we can call him. Is it, we call him a legend for what he did with that program? But two quality coaches mm-hmm. leaving and great two different state, sports, yeah. two different sports. But if you look at the underlying statement, yeah, you have hardware. They they filled the trophy case. Mm-hmm. One got the title. One just missed a couple times. Mm-hmm. But what do they say? It's the kids. It's, it's the, the kids, relationships. The relationships, it's the, the family bonds. You know, and this is, you know, she went out. You know what I mean? And you know, there was talk that. Last year would have been her last year, well, but she decided to stay another year because of the pandemic, everything going on. But for me, um, for me, and then you look at you look at, of course, the future for Clarkson volleyball. It's still high because yeah. of what she left behind. I still think it's going to be in house. It it should be in house. It's the same thing that we talked about last week with West Bloomfield football. Yeah, is. If you want to, you got to keep it in house. I think if you keep it in house, everything's going to work out well. If you go outside the box, change the whole system around, that's pretty dangerous. Yes. And when you have a machine that is the Wolves volleyball program, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And when you look at Clarkson volleyball from, let's say, 2003 when she took over till now, they struggled. They did. And now you're looking at. Now, when you hear Clarkston volleyballs coming to town, what do you do? You gotta gear you up. Better be ready, because they can at any time they can beat anybody in this state. Of course, a lot of people look at Pinner's rivalries. Um, obviously, Lake Orion stands Great. out. I mean, like, boy, did she have their number for a number of years? But, the, but there's, it, well, it's uh, been back and forth. It has been, but trying to get that OAA title and, and that state title. The, you know what I mean? And you and, look at, of course. <laughs> You look at what you look at, of course, obviously what Lake Orion's done. I mean, for Clarkston, the problem for them the most seasons was getting by Lake Orion. Yeah. And you look at, of course, I'm um, getting, but I remember back in 2011. Or- I remember and- back in 2011. Yeah. Okay. They split Lake Orion and Clarkston up. They moved Lake Orion east, Clarkston north and west. 
Clarkson got to the final four, basically winning, being the West representative. Lake Orion, you know, basically being the North, Northern representative. Lake Orion went East, basically won their, and then those two teams met in the state, in the um, state semifinal. Lake Orion won that in four games. So when you look at Clarkston, it's like you're, you've had great teams, but you ran into the teams that are better than you. Well, better, but also, like we said, when Clarks, when you play Clarkston, you get, you get geared up. You for them. geared up. And we've seen uh, Lake Orion teams who, on paper or even the eyeball test, say, hey, maybe they're not on par with Clarkson. Beat them. Mm-hmm. Right? We've seen that sort of thing because it's it's the classic rivalry game. What do you say? Yeah. Throw Clarkson, all throw the records and out. Rival, and Viva, that is the classic rivalry game. Isn't it, though? Yeah, Clarkson, like Lake Orion. That's cliche not City saying throw all the records out when mm-hmm. these two teams meet up. But it's even when Lake true. Orion, even when Lake Orion's had different coaches, you look at, of course, yeah. um, you look at, of course, Mike Hatch, you look at Bob Howie, you look at – um. Ross Talbot, you look at um, and then of course you look at Tony Scavarda. Yeah, I mean like they've and they and Kelly's been there a lot, all <laughs> through it all. And you look at and I'm and I forgot to mention Jennifer Olrich as well. I mean like, but you look at this rivalry. You know, Kelly Penner's been there for it all. Yeah, and she's built that team from scratch. And look at where Clarkson's become. Absolutely, and we it. it it feeds into what we talk about all the time too is stability in the Program coaching. Program strengths. Stability, stability. Program and, strengths. Yep. And it 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 builds uh the program to the point where it it, it feeds itself, right? Yes. When you have high turnover in some of these programs we've seen at all, any sport, that doesn't matter. You have high turnover, you're gonna run into problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and the fact that she's been handling it consistently for a number of years. I mean, like, yeah. absolutely incredible. We talked about who the new coach should be. If I'm athletic director Jeff Cozen, I'm keeping it in-house. Same thing with West Bloomfield football. I'm keeping that, that in-house as well. Yeah. So though, that's really – It's I'm sad that she's leaving, you know, but I'm happy for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think If you can what, go out on your own terms, that's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. You know, and – you know, it's never fun when your coach says goodbye as a, no. an athlete. And, and but, but whoever the new coach is, is going to have two very good players coming back. When you look at, of course, um, who made names in the postseason, of course, um, yeah. the Libero and Skylar Judas. Um, she had a huge um, and and of course Paige Gettebrook. Of course, um, both of them were huge in their um state champion in their um in their championship run this season. Um, you know, but um, it'll be very interesting to see what. Clarkson's going to have next year. I mean, that team's still going to be pretty good. Um, I'll be curious to see how the volleyball side of things roll out, especially when you look at next year, when you look at, obviously, the big two of Clarkson and Lake Orion are going to be in that conversation. Again, Lake Orion's got a lot coming back. Yeah, still, um, still a relatively young team. Well, yeah. I mean, it t- kind of took a step back this year. Kind of, they they kind of took a, they did take a step back this year. Clarkston, um, I'm curious to see how the changeover is going to be for them. Um, a lot of questions when you look at, of course, a team, a team that I thought took a huge high upside this year was Berkeley mm. in volleyball. I thought Berkeley took a huge high upside. Um, that's the team I'm keeping an eye on um, heading into next year's for volleyball. So that's my thoughts on Yeah, that's that. pretty wild. Uh, my wife read that on Twitter. I was like, whoa. 
It was a huge big surprise. Huge surprise. But I'm, you know, again, glad she could go out on her own terms. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously to make that decision, it's not easy. No, it's not. But to uh, be able to make that, and I, I'm, I'm glad you read that statement because that is, that's a true coach right there. You know, the and a st- proved true winner. Oh, absolutely. True winner, you I mean, know. The, the hardware, the pure hardware <laughs> that they've won. I mean, filling trophy cases is insane. It, it's, it's hard that this team did not reach the state final. Though. Yeah, it. I thought they were going to do it. I really did. They ran into a Birmingham Marion team. Let's not forget. La- let's not forget this lost their athletic director a couple weeks ago to the COVID. It, that's true. So you go mm-hmm. up to an inspired opponent. Yes, yeah, so you, know, you knew it was going to be tough for them. It um, was. You knew it was going to be tough for Clarkston in that matchup. I mean, obviously going against a very good Birmingham Marion team. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's preview boys basketball. Now. All right. I mean, we're at uh, forty-five or so. Wow. That's. Wow. I know. <laughs> We've got, that's good time. We got about 10, 12 minutes. Um, we look at, of course, obviously boys basketball. Um, obviously Detroit. If obviously, we ever play. <laughs> um, sorry, Sammy. <laughs> I think we will play. I, I mean, like we're I, gonna play. I, we're gonna play. I mean, like I'm not. I'm not. If we're playing in April, we're still playing. If we're playing in April, <laughs> we're still playing. Um, spring sports, I could see definitely playing for sure. Obviously. Um. But when you look at boys basketball coming up, I mean, pretty much the best team right now when I look at boys basketball looks to be North Farmington mm. because the Raiders do have a lot back. When you look at, of course, a Division One commitment by Suji Hod, um, they got Jamal Hayes there. Um, they did get a transfer in there. Um, um, but when you look at North Farmington, this team is this team is pretty is. It's hard to figure them out, especially when you look at court size. And the reason why I asked this. The what North, size? Court size. Court size? Here's why. <laughs> Here's why. North Farmington is famous for their infamous trap defense. Mm-hmm. And they do pretty well at their home gym or any small gym. When they get into a big gym like Clarkston, Lake Orion, Oxford, they run into then they run into some problems. Wow, I have I would love to see that stat mm-hmm. plotted out. I have plotted it out a little bit. You have? Mm-hmm. And you look at when they play Clarkston, that trap struggles. Yeah. When you look at when they play Lake Orion on a big court, they yeah. struggle. And when you look at a course, you know, so when you look at North Farmington, but they got a lot of experience back. Um this team I'm keeping an eye on closely. Um in that red division. Now, when you look at a team like Clarkston, um, you just lost Fletcher Lawyer. You lost Matt Nicholson. And there were a couple guys that decided not to come out and play. Really? So now that's going to put a ton of pressure on um, Keegan Wasilic, um, to basically, you're going to, he's going to have to do more for that team. Yeah, score a 35 a game. Uh, you still have you still have two big interior players in them, Luke Schurler and um, Mike DePillo. But the fact that I've heard that they've had four freshmen made varsity. Wow. And I know a player like Isaiah Harris is going to be counted on heavily for Clarkston. But if there's a team that I think it could make a huge, it could take a step back a little bit in the red, it's Clarkston. And I know a lot of people at Clarkston don't want to hear it, but. They right now got some 
they got some questions. And then and you look at what usually they have a strong bench. It's filled and the well, here's starters the problem. play and the bench doesn't. So here's the problem. Changing? We talked about Clarkson. We yes. talked about this team so many times. Even with Dan Fife there. Even with Dan Fife there. He doesn't use his bench. He doesn't even use his bench. Now you're gonna have to use that bench. And the fact they're playing in the red, that's gonna create some problems. And then you look at West Bloomfield, another team. Um very good freshman last year, Michael C., Ryan Hurst. Um, got a good sharpshooter in Kipis, Buraxlis. Um, question is the interior. That's the big question. The interior defense is a big question for Coach Jeremy Dunn's team. I mean, Ferndale's got a star player in, um, in um, Trayvon Lewis, um, but they don't have anybody else. I mean, Ferndale's probably the biggest team that was impacted by COVID-19 last year. Oh. Because they had a ton of talent. And they lost all that to graduation. So that's going to impact Ferndale. And then you look at um, Oak Park, young team, new coach in Durant Shepard. I met the guy, good guy. Um, he's got a bunch of young talent. They could surprise some people. But when you look at that red right now, it's right now I would say North Farmington, Clarkston, West Bloomfield, um, followed by Oak Park and Ferndale. Those are the teams that um, – and Farmington – Yikes. <laughs> Not being mean to them, but they could be in some trouble. Well, that could be a long year for Farmington and Coach Terrence Porter over there. It could be a really long year. So my early indication in the red, I still have North Farmington, Clarkston, West Bloomfield. Um, and then you have um, Oak Park, Ferndale, Farmington. Right now. That's right. my projected order right now. In the white division, it's either going to be Stony Creek or Troy that comes out of that division. Both have experience back. Ton of talent. Troy Brody Parker, the emerging twins. Ahmad Hodge. Oh, yeah. The Anthony Hamilton. I mean, Gary Frallick's team is senior heavy and loaded this year. Stony Creek, same thing. Senior heavy team led by Trevor Smith. I know Steve Norgo very well. Um, good. Um, they got some bigs that could do some damage. Um, but that's another team to keep an eye. Now it comes down to who is going to be third place and beyond <laughs> in that division. Adams has got a lot of talent back. I mean, but they got a program building under Coach Jared Thomas. Um, watch out for, um, got to remember, but I know the last name is very much well-known. It's Priestcorn. Yes. You know, Brady Priestcorn. That's the one. I think he's going to have a great year. I really do as a freshman year. Um, there's been a lot of people who are high on him. Um, I, like, I like where that Adams program is going. I really like that program. Bloompy Hill's another one. Um, Mason Canfield, obviously back. Um, Noah Adamczyk, um, I think he's going to make some noise for Coach um, Bill Kurjan. Um, you're coming down from the red. That's when you bring that down. Um, that helps a lot. Um, but when you look at the red, the white this year, you got Troy, Stony Creek. Um, I would say Adams, Bloomfield Hills, then Groves and Southfield. I don't trust Southfield right now. I just don't trust. I know um, they got a good program. They, they, um, their JV team was solid a year ago. But Coach Darrell Buchanan's got some questions, and Groves has got some questions as well. So when I look at that order right now, I'd say Troy, Stony Creek, um, Adams, Bloomfield Hills, um, then Southfield, Groves right now. Yeah. And then the blue division. This might be the most toughest division um, because – Most competitive? Most competitive. Ah. Um, late, you got three teams I think are going to be really good this year in this division. Lake Orion, Troy, Athens, and Berkeley. 
Lake Orion's got a lot back. Um, when you look at Nick Fisher, Will McClear, Andrew Bryant, um, you know, then Xander Blackney. I mean, like, you look at the experience, and Brendan Jones, you look at what Lake Orion's got. I mean, Joe Schroeder, we know what he's done with veteran teams. Oh, yeah. When he was at Pontiac. Pontiac. You know, undefeated. He's got a veteran team back. Yeah. He's building a program at Lake Orion. I think for them moving down from two divisions of red to the blue is a good thing for this program. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for him to build the program back up. Um to get them back where they were at. You know what I mean? To where yeah. they were at. Um Troy Athens, a lot of experience back. Um Bryce Heaton's back. Um they got um a couple good bigs. Jordan Sigma's another Interesting one. Jacob Thornton's another one. Um, Dave Scott's got a good program, good team coming back. Berkeley, we know about them. Yeah. Arshad Walker's back from injury. They got two other good players as well. Joe Sermo's built a program over there. I know I've given him a lot of grief, especially yes. early on. <laughs> um, so Berkeley's another one to keep an eye on. Oxford's going to be a team that... Is that a question mark? Oxford's a question mark this year for, for me. I mean... No Pedro Botet, no Zach Townsend. They're both um they're both gone. Um of course you lose Trey Townsend, obviously he's playing at Oakland University. Um what a phenomenal high school. But player. they still got players. I mean, Bryce Esmond's a player, Mason Mulholland's another one. Um I mean Palmer Speck is another one. I mean, Oxford's got but they got some questions. I mean, their bench plays a big question mark for Coach T Bladelaw. Um there's a lot of questions there. Seaholm's another one that got some big question marks as well. Johnny Cross, their point guard for coach, and Mike DeGeter. Um, it's going to be very interesting, but the Blue Hawks, I'm seeing it right now. I think Lake Orion, Troy Athens, Berkeley. Now, I could flip-flop. You think those are the three? Those that are, are three clear. They're going to be battling it out. It could, you're not, you wouldn't be surprised if either one of those would take. It wouldn't surprise me. And then you have um, Oxford, and then you have um, Seaholm. Those are, and then in the um, gold division, of course, you got... Pontiac, who's going to be, I think, the favorite. I they're loaded with experience. Um, coaching, I'm a little concerned about with Damon O'Neill, especially <laughs> when he was at Waterford Kettering. Rochester's another one I really like with Vance Kirkwood. Um, when you look at what he's got, he's got a lot of talent back. Um, a lot of emerging talent. Um, but the thing with Rochester is it's the same thing that I've said about them is they've got to get it done. You know what I mean? And yeah. they've had two struggling years since they had them. Um, Hunter Shatler, LaMarco Goolidge, um, really two struggling seasons there. But this is the t- chance for them to make a move. Um, and then you look at, um, you look at, of course, um, Ferndale University coming in. Um, they're decent. Yep. They're decent. Ferndale University is a decent team. And then, of course, you have Royal Oak. I don't know Royal Oak. Um, I, I, this team's got an identity crisis. I know Aaron Smith very well. <laughs> I know they and they got players like Jesse Hosington. Um, he's their best player, obviously, um, in the interior. But this team's got some questions. I mean, I mean, this team's got Roy Oaks, a team that you don't know what you're going to expect from them. Yeah, you're, you're going to get, and they've had three losing seasons, and that's got to be waning on Coach Aaron Smith. You know what I mean? That's got to be waning on him. And then Avondale last season won one game. Um, this. They did lose David Hallman, who now at Indiana, now playing football. Um, he still got some players for Coach Pat Clancy, but there's some serious question marks when you look at Avondale. Um, program strength, obviously, is a big question mark for them going forward. Um, 
So when I look at the gold right now, I would say Pontiac, then Rochester, then um, I would I would then I would I would say um, Ferndale U could be in that conversation maybe in the bottom, um, followed by um Royal Oak and Avondale. Right. So that's my early indicators when you look at boys basketball. And we're about fifty six. Just as a heads up with the. The makeup of the divisions now mm-hmm. and the shuffling around. Yeah, we had a season going full bore last year, immediately cut it off. Right at the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, do you find any of the programs that, when this gets started, I'll say when, I'll be positive, mm-hmm. that a quick start out of the gate or a slow start out of the gate will be detrimental? Do you ha- or positive? Do you see any teams that go, hey, they better come out of the gate firing on all cylinders or in trouble? Or there's some Clarkson's teams one of that them that's could... got to come out starting quick. I think Clarkson's one of those teams that's got to start off quick um, because I don't know how much how long it could sustain that over there, Clarkson. Um, that's a team I'm keeping an eye on closely. Um, okay. Troy Stony Creek, um, I think. I think you know they can. They're gonna gel. Um, Lake Orion's another one. Athens is another one. Berkeley's another one. But if there's a team that I think it needs to get out to a fast start, you know, and I know a lot of people at Clarkson are gonna are gonna be really not happy with me, but that's the <laughs> team I'm keeping an eye on right. really carefully. I've got to get on to a fast start, especially with the young team, and you don't have players like um, Fletcher Lawyer or Matt Nicholson to basically. Rely on, and especially if you got a condensed season mm-hmm. where game, game, game. Mm-hmm. You know, like we saw at one point, there's three games a it's week. It's basically going to be an NBA season. It's so, going to be a lot of games, quickly. a lot of games quickly, and I think that's going to be where it is. And when we start the season, you know, the kid, according to Mark, he always says the kids are ready to go. So we, uh, that's an easy statement to easy, agree with, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that is that. an easy statement to agree with. They were practicing. They're yeah, going. At they're, least still they're still practicing. practicing. They're still practicing. Still. Still. Yeah. Final thoughts here is have faith, everybody. Absolutely. Have some faith. <laughs> have some faith. We'll see what happens going forward. Of course, I know it's been a huge day February 1st. Um, you know, we're gonna keep an eye on the latest updates on the blog at SammySemicolonTerminaBlogspot.com. If any breaking news breaks up, we will talk about this on Thursday as well. so We will. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the food drive. Thanks, Sam. That's mm-hmm. a uh, it's a good uh, plug there. Owen TV food drive for fish. Go fund me. Head to OrionOnTV.org and click the donate button. Our goal is $5,000. We're about halfway there thanks to the businesses around the Orion area. That's it for OA and Al. The views on this show are Sammy and mine alone. Get out there and help your fellow man. Donate to a food a food pantry around you or whatever. Get out there. Help somebody. That's it for Roy and I. We'll see you next week. See ya.